0: listening to the Denver real estate investing podcast brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate. What's up Denver? Chris Lopez, and today we're doing a podcast on our portfolio analysis series and we're specifically going to a new feature that is very much near and dear to Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah. good afternoon. Hey,
1: Chris. How's it going?
0: Really good. Yeah, awesome. So, this is something I'm going to talk about for a bit on here on something that you like to do, you've implemented into the do. process. Yep. So, first off, I didn't tell what it was. What are we going to talk about today? So,
1: it's called a strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats or SWOT analysis. And um, if you ever look it up or you Google it, it's pretty boring. It's pretty. Some of the videos out there, they're, very, they're used in big corporate settings, Um, companies use them to evaluate larger deals. And they're, um, you know, they take a little bit of time, but they really give you a new perspective on the property. And I happen to be a fan. I used it in a previous life when I was analyzing affordable housing units, and they were really valuable for affordable housing builders. They really wanted to see some of the strengths and opportunities and threats that were in and around those particular locations. And so um, I thought this would be this would be great for a lot of reasons, but the main reason is that we just finished a live cast, you and mm-hmm. I, and we were looking at a client's portfolio and I'm actually utilizing that same client portfolio in this conversation because I'm using this for them in order to evaluate if they should sell a property 1031 it or increase the market rents. And I wanted to look at all the different positive and negative features of the property in order to give the full picture to this client. And so um, with that, we're going to get into the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. And also, I do want to mention that if you ever use this in business school, this is a very common business school um, exercise that people go through.
0: Oh, I um, think you
1: you learn about this. I've one. definitely read textbooks <laughs> right? and
0: classes where we've done these exercises.
1: Yep. The the grid, the grid. Yep. Yep. The four squares.
0: And before we jump (laughs) into this, you referenced the the show we did. That was on the Drinks and Deep Dive show from July 14th, talking about two fourplexes. And that podcast should be out uh, around July 22nd on there. Great. Don't have the final title on yet since we just recorded it, but that yep. will kind of link the two together. Yep. Kind of see what that property is like. And now here's a, a different view using the SWOT analysis. Totally, So yep. it's be really cool to kind of stack them together.
1: So, but yep, and you can, if you watch them, yeah, one after the other, that should make a little bit more sense. And uh, and we're all primed and ready on this topic. So we have a little bit of a runway here. Um, So, okay, so let's just talk about some of the high points of strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So strengths are like, Basically, when you think of the strength of a property, you think of things like location, condition, rentability, amenities, which comes back to the location and which then translates into low vacancy. When you think about weaknesses, um, I tend to think about unit size. I don't know that that's what everybody really thinks of out of the gate when they think of a weakness, but especially during COVID, when people wanted to work or were working from home, the office space, the third bedroom, that was a huge asset for some people. And having a three bedroom unit could really help with um, a renter, especially if they were leaving the urban core. They might want to find a three bedroom unit. And so i also I also believe that especially room by room, that some of the bigger units just just give you more options. Um, excessive cap X, that can be a weakness that comes to the property. You know that it needs some renovation, some rehab, and you may not have that out of pocket to spend on the property. Um, low rents, you happen to be in a neighborhood where the rents just aren't aren't really very high for the average in the neighborhood or maybe in the entire city or county. And then a low cap rate, right? I mean, compressed cap rates, some people consider that a weakness in there within their property. Um, Opportunities, we're gonna focus a lot on that. So I just put a big circle around that one right there. That's really where we're gonna focus in this podcast. Um, Opportunities include future growth in the area, becoming a TOD, which that means a transit-oriented development site, excessive equity in a property. Say that again, what's TOD? Transit-oriented development. So a TOD is a development that was literally put in oriented around the new transit. to so the light rail, okay. the light rail or the bus system. So, um, and TODs became a really popular phrase for developers when the light rail came in.
0: Yeah, okay. So
1: they were like building TODs. <clears throat> um, excessive equity in a property, that can be an opportunity. And then any value add pieces, right? So in the case of that, back to that three bedroom example, you could turn that into an office. That, that's a potential quick value add in like a condo or a single family home. Threats, it's a no growth area which is something that, again, when we get into the opportunity section, we're gonna touch on that as well. Um, Crime, and that was a big part of what we did in affordable housing. We looked at the crime maps and the heat maps as to where the crime was really prevalent. And if you're in a building or somewhere where there's a lot of crime, that's something definitely to consider um, as to how you manage that property. High taxes and flat rents. So if um, a lot of people are talking about new assessments, you know, people have gotten their assessments this year after the two-year period and um, as happy as we are with appreciation they're not as happy with taxes. So that could become a threat, right to your to your cash flow, to your property, telling you that you may may cause you to want to make a move. And then flat rents are a little bit different than low rents. Sometimes you're in a location where the rents just aren't hitting the average, but sometimes you're in a place where they just won't move you know yep. and the the property we're going to look at this one in lovelands that's kind of the case they're kind of flat it, it's kind of in a little bit of a place where egress in, ingress egress is not that great not super close to a highway or any particular you know location of any substantial growth it's kind of a fourplex tucked away in a residential neighborhood it's just it just doesn't have a lot of um indicators that show that that rent's going to change so okay ooh i have the control that's right <laughs> okay So we're going to look at this. This is the fourplex I mentioned. It's again on that other deep dives that you mentioned from um, July 14th. If you want to pull that in, in tandem with this, this will give you even a bigger look at this property. This is a fourplex. They're all two bed, one baths. I put strength on there. I circled the S part of this property because the other property this client owns has some two beds and some one baths or one beds, excuse me. And I didn't think that was as strong as the two beds. So I like the unit size mix in this fourplex. Um, Opportunity, definitely the equity that's involved in this property is really substantial. It's about around $450,000, a little bit over that. It's a great opportunity to make some changes. Weaknesses, it's an under-rented property, again, in a flat rent area. So that that can be a challenge. And then threats, the cap rate. um, There are many people that bench the performance of their portfolios and their individual properties on the cap rate, and that cap rate is relatively low. And so that's something that could be considered a threat. So I wanted to do this to kind of show how you would on a spreadsheet, on the number side, actually start to identify those strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. Like you could literally circle or highlight different parts of your own spreadsheet to say like, well, where's, where's, where, what's going on in here, you know, based on just the numbers, not even anything else. Okay. This is a little overwhelming and you probably can't see it on your screen. (laughs) So I'm just going to make that assumption and just kind of talk you through it. So this is something that um, I have embedded in the portfolio analysis spreadsheet. So it's something that I can do with a client. And I actually did this for this particular fourplex. So I actually went in and I did the numbers to kind of show you the results of, you know, my thought. On this fourplex because I'm I'm literally working with this client right now and walking through all the steps with them. So this this served d- dual purposes. It served as a good example to share today, and it also is something I'm literally working with this person on. So I went in and I, I th- there are a whole set of strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats listed here, and I'll I'll just highlight a few. We've talked about cap rate, um, your NOI to purchase rate ratio at the moment, your cash flow, location, property size is it walkable? Does it have a walkability, which is something you can check, by the way, on a website called walkscore.com. Great website. I highly recommend it. It really tells you how accessible your property is to services, to public transportation, to major highways. It's it's a really cool site. Um, if it's it near trails and parks, is there equity in the property? Can you leverage it? I did include some markers that we used to use in affordable housing, like asbestos, Ground floor versus third floor. This mattered in affordable because sometimes, number one, it was a rehab and there would be massive amounts of asbestos and doing a rehab with that type of abatement could really add costs um, to the project. And then ground floor matter because there would be some of those handicapped people and seniors. And so sometimes the accessibility needed to be there. And so you know that also could matter for just non-handicapped. That could matter because you have a a family, and they don't want to walk up flights of stairs to put their groceries away. Yep. Things like that. Um, you know, things like adequate parking, on-site amenities, is it in need of major repair, quality of tenants in the neighborhood? Those are kind of fall into the strengths and weaknesses. So I went in and I put in what I felt were the appropriate numbers for this particular property, and I rate them on a one to five scale. And
0: so Before you, I mean, <clears> pause just yeah. to paint, paint the picture of people listening here, because you've got basically have four sections from the spreadsheet here. Mm -hmm. One is strengths Mm -hmm. with 14 items listed. Weaknesses, 13 items. Mm Opportunities, and threats are eight or nine items each as well. Mm -hmm. And then you're saying each one you assign a rating of one to five to. Correct. That's
1: perfect. Thank you, Chris. That was a great recap. So it's basically like going in and saying, you know where do you think your property falls and it is subjective so i mm-hmm. want to mention that this is what you as the owner as the as the person that's evaluating this property is saying and or in this case i did it for that person you know looking at the property looking at photos of the property looking at its location i went in and i i i put down numbers that i felt made sense and i also had all the details of this person's spreadsheet right i had all their numbers so one thing i want to point out is in the example of weaknesses asbestos and ground floor doesn't matter here it's not relevant. So I, d- I didn't put a zero in there. I just put a dash, right? So I wanted to note that sometimes some of these are not gonna be relevant and you just eliminate them out of the equation. There are also these, the number of strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats that I put in here are not a set number. Some piece, you could go in there and replace this particular quality with another quality. Mm-hmm. Or you could eliminate, like I said, qualities that, that aren't going to be impactful. And so what happened here is when I looked at this property, it turned out that the opportunity section was the strongest section of these four different markers. It had the highest rating, it was closest to five. So that means a lot of my numbers that I populated in there were fours and fives. The average is 4.5. So it's telling me that I wanna look at the opportunities here. What are the opportunities? Future development in the area, increasing rent is was an opportunity, remodeling the property, leveraging up. Being near transit oriented, that was actually low, that's not there, converting it to Section 8, and is it an area of increased density? There are some of those markers that are somewhat occurring, and we're going to get into that. We're going to show that because, like I mentioned, the opportunities section after seeing these results is where I really focused this podcast. And I also wanted to walk viewers through how you can actually look into opportunities because there's some really cool websites we're going to go through as to how you can actually evaluate the opportunities of your property. And so This to me is a really interesting way when you're on the fence about what to do with the property to look at it off the spreadsheet. Like I like, you know, like off the grid, right? Like Mm -hmm. off the spreadsheet, like let's jump off the spreadsheet and go into reality. And let's see if what we think in our minds is actually what this is telling us. Okay.
0: So go go back to that slide, please. So on this property, you waited all the, uh, I call them qualities for each one of the sections strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. Yep. One through five. Then you took a average rating for each section. Correct. So the average rating for strengths was 3.2. Yep. Weaknesses was 3.0. Mm-hmm. Threats was 2.9. Opportunities was 4.5. Right. So those are numbers that uh, average all out. That's there. Three, two for strengths, 4.5 for opportunities. Two nine for threats and three oh for weaknesses.
1: So let exactly. So let's say it was reversed and that threats were four point five. That would mean that I think that there are quite a few threats coming in and around this property, right? Like the higher the number, the the like more of an outstanding situation. So it's like, wow, this property is a five on the strengths. That means it has, you know, great rents. It's in a great location. It's it's they got low capex, it's got great marketability, it's low vacancy. You know, all these big markers are standing here like this, this is a great property. Like we don't even need to really discuss yep. this property, you know? It's a five Oh. And I did want to mention to anyone who's going to really, you know, maybe do some additional research on a SWAT. So strengths and weaknesses are the internal factors in the property. So it's actually like think of the property as a person. It's what the strengths and weaknesses are of that person or that property. Okay. Whereas the opportunities and threats are what's going on out and around outside of them. Like threats are not within the property itself. It's not like, oh, the roof is gonna collapse, right? That's an internal, that's a weakness. An external threat is like, the property manager's not working out well, or the school district just went down. It's things that are outside the property that you can't control, right? Like the future development in and around the property, that's an opportunity, That's that's around the property. So internal, external. So I wanted to provide two resources that you can use to really start to identify those external factors to the property that are going to affect your, your actual, you know, your actual income. So comprehensive plans. I don't know how many people check them, are familiar with them, or have looked at them, but they are available on the website, on like city, county websites, depending on your jurisdiction. And you can Easily access them by Googling the name of your neighborhood. Sometimes your neighborhood too. Sometimes your neighborhood comprehensive plans. Your neighborhood, your city, your county, and you can you can Google that, and then it will bring you right to the most recent up-to-date comprehensive plan. And what is a comprehensive plan? We're going to look at that a little bit further in some future slides. But that's basically the city's ultimate plan or the county as to what they're going to do in and around all the different pockets of that particular location that they oversee. There are council members that sit on different councils and different districts that actually like oversee this and update this and then put resources behind it. So you can find out what's actually going in and around the neighborhood. You can find out if it's growth, pro-growth or no growth. You can find out if they have a particular bend on, we really plan on increasing affordable housing in this particular area. We actually plan on bringing new businesses into this location. We're going to create more transit right? You can find out all of those things and you can see how close that falls in your immediate area. The second one is that I'm a huge fan of Facebook marketplace for rent checking. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, there are so many different places you can go and there are some really obvious ones that I think a lot of people check, like they go to Zillow or they go to apartments.com or they go to other sources. But here's why I like Facebook. They give you a map like this. So it's not just showing you the rents, you can actually click in and around your particular property. So you can say like, it's great that someone tells you that the average rent in this location is this, but now I can go in and actually see what people are charging in and around my property. So this Loveland property was located there. So I pulled up a map of just the particular rent indicators there, and that can be a great way to see your rent potential based on the comps in your immediate area. So that's those are two different resources that I would suggest to check some of the opportunities that are particular to this property. Opportunities being what's happening in the in the area of that location, and then what are your rent potential? What's your rent potential? Okay, this is a lot of colors, um, but this, yeah. So
0: this is a map of I guess that's Loveland, right? Yeah, it's Loveland Lake. So this must be from the comprehensive plan. It is. Because yep. it's got uh, just a huge, you know, the map with a huge overlay of different colors and swash marks to yep. tell us, I guess, what what's, the plan is, right? What's
1: going on there? Yep, exactly. So what this is telling us, and I wanted to highlight this, is it's telling us where future growth is occurring and the type of future growth. So, for example, you can, you probably can't see this, but the orange, what you look, should look like orange on your screen those are called high density residential areas. And so I consider that, or maybe medium density to kind of be in this client's wheelhouse of what they want to look at. They want to look at medium to high density growth because they're in a fourplex. Probably falls under medium, but Loveland doesn't have a ton of multifamily in the area where his fourplex is. So you might want to consider that high density for that particular region. So I I just, I want to point out that not only not only do you have that, but you also have other activity that's going on, like the red are regional activity centers, which could mean future walking shopping malls or future business locations. There are also areas of employment growth. And for example, in Loveland, there's a lot going on around the airport. And there's also a lot going on in the cross of 34, which runs east and west, and I-25, which runs north and south. So that's a major intersection where there's a lot of things going on. You can see it's, it's really bright red all in and around where those two major thoroughfares cross. And so that is kind of like where I would say, that's where you wanna be. (laughs) That's where you wanna invest is kind of right in there. And the other places of growth is you can sort of start drilling into what does that growth look like and does it fit the bill of what I'm doing? And it could mean one of two things. If it's a type of growth that's gonna actually support your investment, like whether it's employment hubs or it's shopping centers or it's just a more robust location, that's gonna bolster your unit. But if it's more multifamily growth and you're gonna have more competition, that's actually now a threat. So understanding this map and to show how detailed th- these these maps can be. And then, by the way, the comprehensive plan then goes into much more detail on all of this. So you can really read about each individual section. And th- the the best part about it is these are objective writers. These are urban planners. These are people that are not looking at this as an investment map. They're looking at it. Oh, yeah. It,
0: they're just providing the data and the they're research. They're just providing
1: the information. So you're not looking at it from like somebody telling you like, oh, invest here invest there, you're actually deducing that from here. So it's really just a great educational resource to understand your location. So this is what I was talking about, I-25 and US-34. This is that cross of commercial. They actually did a SWOT on this themselves. And one of the strengths they came up with were the strong you know, exiting customer base in that area, the promenade shops at Sentara, high levels of visibility and access to I-25, proximity to ingress-egress, the presence of the medical center of the Rockies draws additional um, people throughout the region, a large amount of undeveloped land, 340 acres. So we're going to go back to that cross and I'm going to actually, can I point to this? Yeah. Will you guys see me if I go off here?
0: So I know for a lot of people they can't you know see there but kind of in the the northeast section of Loveland right off uh, where it intersects 25. Yep, so 25
1: and a little bit down is 34 if you can see that white yep. mark up there it's where the right. So right around there. So you have hospitals, you have the promenade, you have all 340 acres of undeveloped area and you're close to the airport. There's just, there's just so much going in and around here that to me, this is just the area that I would hone in on. So this is something I'm going to share with the client. I haven't yet, but I'm going to, you know, show this as kind of, you know, the regional, regional information that they need to consider. So now I'm going to switch gears slightly. And when I say switch gears, I mean, I'm going to go to a whole separate part of Colorado. Um, And the reason I chose this is that this is a place where I just invested and I'm really, really a huge fan of this location. Um, I right now have one property here, and I'm I'm aiming for two. I've I've tried. It's become incredibly competitive. Um, I mean, I had spoken with a broker about one, and he basically had said, "You're totally in the running. Everything that you're putting on paper sounds good to me." And by the next morning, when the offers went, actually went to it was an attorney review went to the attorneys to look at. I was way under, I was way underpriced. So So um, this is, this just continues to grow in, you know, in popularity. And I wanted to show this because I've had clients ask me like, why, what's Swansea? What, what is it? I don't, I haven't heard of it. Like, wh- why are you choosing this? What's, what's your reasoning? So this is the planning area for, um, for Swansea, which is a neighborhood that is northwest. Just north of, of 70,
0: just yeah. east of 25. So the map on your right yep. hand shows Globeville. Yep. It shows uh, the Swansea, and that's what's really highlighting. So, if, you know, guys can type in Google Maps, but it's really just north of 70, yep, uh, just east of 25. And it's
1: Elria Swansea is the full name of the neighborhood. And um, I don't know that everybody knows this, but the reason Swansea is so great is that this black section, and Chris, I don't know if you can, with the mouse, just kind of, yep. That's I-70 right there. That whole entire stretch of I-70 has been really heavily funded for redevelopment and is under redevelopment. And so there's just a lot of construction activity that's
0: happening in and around I-70. If anyone's not sure where this is, it's basically where the uh, Karina Puppy Chow Factory is. It is. is. Everyone knows uh, where that one is. And
1: everyone can smell that as well. (laughs) So uh, there is that part. Um, Okay. And then the National Western Center, the complex, if you look at that to the left in the orange, that is under also major redevelopment and then i want to point out the three t's in and around the area those are the light rail stops so there are three major light rail stops not all within exact walking distance but you know the one at the western center is definitely walking distance then you have one just on the other side of 70 and then you have one a little bit further south and so this is a tod site this is an up-and-coming site this has major development in and around the area. Globeville has already popped, Sunnyside has already popped, all these other neighborhoods are already well on their way. This is kind of the, a little bit of the laggard, and it could be because of the puppy chow, but it's definitely potentially a little bit of a laggard. And so I wanted to point that out because if you went to the comprehensive plan and you look at the planning area overview, you would read about this, and it is just chock full of information on all everything that's happening in and around this area. And so this is, this is where you get some of that insight because most of these plans, by the way, were written like five to 10 years ago. So these are plans that are already well on their way, right? Like you'll see the date stamp will say, oh, this plan was written in 2015, 2017. So we're already in 2021, you know, you're moving four to eight years ahead. It's already down the line in, in what's happening. So, um, I wanted to also circle those stations. So I was just mentioning, um, so transit residential area, that's what it's considered. It is a TOD site. And then you can see those major stops, 38th and Blake over at the National Western um, Stock Show Complex, 40th and Colorado Station area. So it has that going for it as well. Um, so that that's just that's just one example of how you can help to identify neighborhoods and look at all the opportunities that are actually occurring in that neighborhood based on the comprehensive plan or the neighborhood plan. It might also be called the neighborhood plan. So that's kind of it right now. I just kind of wanted to, we can go back to the strengths, weaknesses section, but... I just wanted to highlight the opportunity section because one, it's relevant for this client, but secondly, it also is something that people can easily do when they're looking at a property. It maybe takes 10 minutes, maybe take half an hour and read parts of the plan just to start to really familiarize yourself with what could be coming down the line and why you want to hold that property for a long time.
0: So for this uh, fourplex specifically, can you give us a rundown for how this pans out? Like what, what? did this analysis do to help the client who owns a four-plus? Yeah, so what- were like his takeaways.
1: Yeah, so the takeaways were that um, this particular um, property has the option for a remodel to bring it up to kind of more of its neighboring locations. Like if you look in and around, you really dive into that particular part of Loveland, you'll see that some of the property stock is just, it's just in better shape and so it has the opportunity for a remodel or a value add. Um there's also, you know, not as much future development or transit oriented stuff going on so that wasn't a high marker, but they are in a locate or they do have a property that has the opportunity to pull the equity out as well. There's a substantial amount of equity and that gives them a strong opportunity. And that they should start to look at some of the threats, like most of the development is happening outside of where this property is located. Most of the growth and most of what's what's going on there is not in that area. Um, it does have quite a few weaknesses in terms of its flat rents and what's happening there. And that they're not seeing a lot of movement in that particular space. And then that some of the strengths are really are really centralized around the fact that it's been there for a long time. The tenants haven't turned over much, and it's a it it's kind of an easier play for this for this individual because they're more familiar with the property. Mm-hmm. But they're also just not seeing anything really good happen in terms of capex expenditures as well as rents. So it's really just showing like different markers of where things are really in bad shape. Like I gave onsite amenities a one. Like there's nothing, there's there are no amenities of this property at all. And there's there's nothing to make it stand out around the other stock that's in and around its location. So it just can kind of show you like at a glance, like, oh, okay, where are my fives? Where are my ones? And everything else that falls in between, what should I be considering here?
0: So what's the actual item the client will take away from this?
1: I think that what they'll take away is that they probably should either sell this property or at least try to increase the rents. And if they can't, maybe they need a remodel to do that. But you know this this probably isn't the best location in and around um, the Loveland area,
0: which is one of the few things location yeah can't change that
1: can't no can't move it can't yeah. make new land well at least not that we know of yet. So I mean I think I think the biggest takeaway too though is to sp- the more time you spend evaluating your properties the more you see. Does that make sense? This is an exercise like a checklist exercise of going through. Is what you're thinking in your mind really translating on paper? And for this client, I think the answer is yes. They've spent a lot of money on it. They're not getting rent increases. It's not the best location. It has a ton of equity that's not working for them. They should move on.
0: Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's definitely a great exercise Mm -hmm. for people to do and consider because it forced them to go through and think about items but also forces people to quantify things mm-hmm. you know assign a you know 1 to 5 value on there yeah. which is very like oh yeah well it has this and this and this versus the mental checks versus like writing it down so i like that a lot i think a lot of people they will you know do part of this just mentally mm-hmm. but actually doing a full exercise and quantifying it it would be a great thing to do definitely seems like a great thing to do like you know on, on an annual basis review your properties do all this get a feel for where things are going and then put that in context with the market, your overall portfolio, your goals. But this can definitely help just quantify things and give yeah. you a little bit of a reality check.
1: And I really like to also just kind of reiterate the comprehensive plan and the neighborhood plan, because I, if, if you take nothing else away from this, right? If there's nothing else you're thinking about after doing this, you don't want to quantify your property on the softer side, as opposed to the, the hard numbers. Um, you know, think about, comprehensive plan because it's a great resource that I don't think people utilize enough. I don't think they, it could take you half an hour literally to just pair through it and just understand what's going in and on around because it can change your, your decision. It can, it can definitely make an impact on your decision. You may realize that, oh, wow, I didn't realize that they're going to put a light rail stop here. I mean, maybe you do, but maybe you don't. And um, that's important.
0: Well, Chelsea, this has been great. And hopefully it's because, you know, people and exercise, they can do themselves. I mean, yeah, they can, they can. Google it, figure it out. There's lots of resource on SWOT analysis. Mm-hmm. But this has been, I know when we were talking and planning earlier this year. Yeah incorporating the SWOT analysis on your goals and your do list first year into the portfolio analysis process, you know, with clients, with the spreadsheet. And so this is just iteration of it becoming actually included and incorporated in there. So this is fantastic.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's definitely an extra piece we can go through in a portfolio analysis session. So if it's something that somebody wants to take a dive into, and there's maybe one property they want to evaluate, we certainly can do that.
0: So if anyone out there, if you guys have questions about your portfolio, you want your portfolio run, you know, sit down, reviewed by Chelsea, reach out to us. You can email just Chelsea at EnvisionREA.com or go to the website, DenverInvestmentRealEstate.com and fill out the investment consultation form. I'll come our way and uh, I'll go to Chelsea as well. So if you have any questions, thoughts, please reach out. There's other topics or nuances or roadblocks that you're hitting while you're reviewing a your portfolio. Reach out because we like talking about this. We like making our process better because it makes us better investors. And most importantly, it helped our clients. So Chelsea, thank you. Thank this you. This has been fantastic. Thanks for having me, Chris.
1: Appreciate it.